Welcome to Dawn Patrol, the 30A morning show. Good morning! Presented by 30A Cottages and Concierge. Yeah! <laughs> Online, 30acottages.com. Thank you for joining us today. We're here on 30A Radio. You can always find us on 30aradio.com and, of course, in our free 30A apps for iPhone, Android, and iPad. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Walton County Sheriff Michael Adkinson. Thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Glad um, to be here. Well, how many years have you been in law enforcement? To so I am in my 23rd year. I'm on my 10th year, about 10th year here in, back in Walton County. Okay, and so tell us about the, the, the years leading back. What, what, what is your history with Walton County, and how yeah, did you end you up You know, here? I was originally born and raised in the county. However, I went to the Florida State University and lived there in that area, Tallahassee. For about, I know we got an LSU fan in the house. So. <laughs> uh, we lived there for about 20 years and worked for the Tallahassee Police Department and for the state okay. of Florida there before coming back and being a chief of police in this area in uh, 2000, late 2005 and then being elected subsequently in uh, 2008 and been sheriff since then, and there are worse places to be today than yeah. Any. This is not well, a bad assignment. Yeah, look at the gu- can, I see right. the Gulf right through the, the buildings here. You know, <laughs> right, so. right. So growing up here, obviously, uh, you've gotten to see it change dramatically over the years. Uh, unbelievable. I actually lived in Seagrove back in the late seventies. You know, for just a short period of time, it's really unbelievable. The things have gone. It's great stuff. You know, we're great to see a lot of people get the opportunity to come and live a little piece of the dream. But and it's nice if you live down here not having to drive 30 minutes for a jug of milk. Right, know, so. right, yeah. Well, I think that um, you're a, a local's local in that, you know, having been in Seagrove in the 70s, you've probably witnessed some of the uh, opportunities and challenges more than most. Well, you know, what's, what is interesting, I can, I can remember when I first moved back here in, I guess, 05, early 06, and my wife saying to me she was working down in Rosemary Beach, and I said, no such animal. She goes, no, no, I'm down in Rosemary Beach. I said, listen, I live there my whole life. I've never heard of Rosemary Beach. There's no place called Rosemary Beach in Walt County. She told me, I said, no, no, that's Inlet Beach. It's Inlet over there, and, you know, a couple of local names. So you kind of learn a little bit as it comes along. Things leave you. Yeah, sure. So what has been, you know, to date, your biggest challenge as the, as the sheriff of this uh, area? Well, I think there's two things. One, there is balancing the public safety aspect uh-huh. with the, re, you know, sometimes real world reality of, of what's going on, you know, and I, you know, we have a lot of people come and enjoy themselves and we want that. We want them to be safe. I think it is a safe environment, but we also can't have them thinking that it's fantasy land at the same right. time too. There are some things, you know, that, that uh, happen just like every other community in, the, in this sure. country. Uh, it's great from a standpoint of support from the public. The public is extremely supportive of their sheriff's office here in, mm-hmm. in the county. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think one of the things is really balancing. The biggest overall challenge is balancing the public safety aspect with the realistic, uh, the reality of the world that we're living in these days and time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think you're right. A lot of people come here and to them it's Disney World. You know, uh, sure. they, 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 they think, okay, I'm in uh, a safe environment because it is. It is yeah, a safe oh, place and, and it is a wonderful is a place. But at the end yeah. of the day, you know, when you dart out into a street and there's right. there's cars and pedestrians and right. bikes and all these things, it well, is it is do, something that people We do forget. have some people that, quite frankly, leave their good sense with them wherever they came from. Right. Um, you know, listen, we love our visitors. We want them to come and enjoy themselves. But there is also a certain uh, expectations of, of, of acceptable behavior. You know, we'll talk about spring break in a minute, but I think there, I think that's an example of it. The other thing is from a traffic standpoint, uh, you know, we'll get some folks that all of a sudden will put their kids in a golf cart and put them in the middle of 30A. Yeah. And it's just extremely dangerous, you yeah. know. And, and we can do a lot to mitigate and, and, and keep it safe and, and reduce some of these uh, um both property crimes and persons crimes by just the same good judgment they would use at home you know right right well speaking of spring break obviously that's become increasingly a topic of of concern and interest right. i mean what did your 
department do this year, having learned on previous years? What did you do differently this year, or what do you think you did really well, well this year? Well, I'll tell you what I think has been somewhat of a success, and that is putting in the groundwork in about four years ago. When the first group of spring breakers came here, This and again, this is not a spring break community as far as college right. spring breaks, things of that nature. So about four years ago, we got surprised. We got mm. a huge crowd, crowds of 10,000-plus in the area of Wells Tail and on the, primarily on the West End. We just took the approach and said, no, we have got to set a tone, a tenor of what's acceptable behavior here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think the next year we arrested – well, I'll put it to you like this. The following year in the state of Florida, there was 5,200 arrests right. in the spring break counties, and 1,300 of them were made in Walton County. Wow. Now, but what we did is we set a tone that I think is carried over. So, you know, this year I think we arrested 600, 700 in that ballpark. and. Yeah. uh but it was much more contained, much more localized. We certainly don't have anywhere near the issues places like Bay County has. Sure. You know? So it, it's just different. It's just we're taking a real hard management approach to it, and it's for the best interest of the visitors and the people that live here full time. Well, and I, th- I, th- I think it's it's worked to date. If you were in charge of Bay County, I mean, clearly they've had a serious issue, and, and I went over there and have gone over there every year just kind of in passing. And this year there was definitely a different tone. There was an underlying tension, I think, and there was an underlying clearly a, a significant change in the tone of, of spring breaks past. What would you do if you were in charge of that county to, to take control of that well, situation? I, I, I think fundamentally there's two things, and you know, and I say this with all due respect, Sure, but I'm not in the, the, I'm not in the popularity business. I'm in yeah. the do the right thing business. Yeah. And uh, I think Sheriff McKeithen over there really understands and wants to correct that. What there was missing was community support. They had people really that had not made the decision as to whether or not they wanted to be in the spring break business, and now yeah. they are stuck with the problems. I think he has a, I've spoken to him at length. They have a pretty good plan, but what it's going to take is some really tough, hard nosed mm-hmm. policing for the next couple of years. It'll take a couple of years. You're not going to sure. end that overnight. Sure. Uh, they, they've got a situation that has gotten out of control. Mm-hmm. They're trying to take some strong measures to get it back, but it's going to take a real, I would take a complete zero tolerance to dealing with it. Now understand you catch the good fish with the bad when you do that, but as a purely practical matter, that's what it's going to take to get yeah. control of it. Yeah. Quality of life initiatives, Again and again and again until you get it under control. So let me ask you a question. Uh, like uh, one of the things we do have here, we don't have many college age spring breakers per se because they tend to go to the more rowdy destinations. But we do have a lot of young families who have preteens and teens. And one of the things that I think, unfortunately, they do uh, uh, not not really thinking clear is they just kind of drop them off in a community and let them run around, almost like as a as a sure. built in babysitter. Daycare. That's yeah. fine, you know. And, and and that said, as more and more people have arrived, that population of teens right. running loose has gotten larger. Are they? Is there a, a behavioral difference between where they are in the past couple of years versus 10, 20, 30 years ago? I mean, like, or are we just kind of as as uh, parents getting older and forgetting what we did as kids? Are they still just being kids, or is there a, a noticeable difference? You think some some of both? I will say this: we do have a large college graduate, but what we found, we actually did customer service satisfaction, if you can believe that, with people we arrested the last <laughs> year. And, and and listen. That's how you get better as a business. You understand sure. and recognize what your core concept is. And, and certainly people didn't like being arrested. But we asked them a second question. Okay, we agree that you didn't want to be arrested. However, not saying that, how were you treated, you know, blah, 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 those types of things, those okay. questions. But one of the things we found is the college-age students we were arresting down in the western end uh, for underage drinking, possession, things of that mm-hmm. nature, were the kids that came here with their parents six and seven years. They've been coming here for years. And they said, oh, we like the upscaleness of Walton County. Right. And so we're going to come over here. You know, so we dealt with that. The, your point is extremely on point in regard to the juveniles. 
it was not uncommon to have a crowd of 1,000 kids under the age of 18 in the middle area of 30A, which is a huge, huge problem. Yeah. And, you know, again, I'm in the business of speaking, frankly. So sure. The, the truth of the matter is that everybody wants accountability when it applies to somebody else. <laughs> but when it's their kid, oh, no, you know, this is ridiculous. This is, you know, draconian in the way you're handling it. But when somebody else's kid busts their window or, you know, urinates sure. on their lawn or whatever, sure. then they want the book thrown at them. Yeah. We're just trying to find the balance in that. But mm-hmm. a lot of the folks are just simply open the doors and say, hey, run wild. And that's just yeah. not the proper approach, you know? Well, and I think that this area, um, I believe part of the attraction of this area, as opposed to other tourist destinations, is that it's kind of a Mayberry meets the beach. I think there's sure. a nostalgia um, oh, yeah. here that the small town America, and I think Andy Taylor sure, would probably that. agree that you've got to sure, be firm, that. but also sure. uh, balance. Uh, balance. That's balance, right. Yeah. And, and I think that was uh, a lesson that uh, that TV show taught, but I think it really does apply here as well. The same principle. You know, listen, as a, from a law enforcement standpoint, I'll tell you the whatever it takes to be a good police officer in Los Angeles, is no different than it is to be in Bluntstown. It's quite frankly, it's how you treat people, how you deal with them. And, uh, you know, we try and be professional and balanced. We want people to come. We want them to enjoy it. But we're a family environment. This is a, this is a family environment. And we're going to work very hard to maintain that. Yeah. You know, and so as long as we can stay within those acceptable parameters, we want people to come and have a good yeah. time, you know. So Walton County, if I'm not mistaken, it's, is it geographically the largest county in Florida, or is no, one of it's the, one, one it, of them? it is one. We're about 1,200 square miles running from the Alabama, about 65 miles north and south, 45 miles east and west. Mm-hmm. So we're about 1,200 square miles in the county. It's a big county. Okay, and so county. one of your challenges, of course, there, there's a lot of talk uh, among locals between the stark differences between, say, North Walton County oh, and huge, South Walton County. Huge. What kind of changes are I mean, differences are there, and how does that play into your daily routine? Well, no, I think there's a couple of things. You know, listen, the reality of it is we try and provide a customized law enforcement service because what you want on 30A may not be what they want in the Limestone community or the Paxton right. community right. or the Phoenix Springs. And there's nothing, there is nothing that says that you cannot customize your service to the community you're in. And, in fact, I think that's the hallmark of being a professional, that you can, you know, the hometown service, they deserve professionalism you expect. And that's kind of what we've tried to make our our uh calling card, if you will, mm-hmm. because they're, they're, it is different, you know. Yeah. As far as the challenge, I always say that the, the dichotomy is that there's more than water that separates this county, mm-hmm. you know. Now, one of the things I hear quite a bit, you know, when I'm down here and we'll, we'll have folks that say, hey, listen, well, you know, I, I think probably a lot of people that live on the south end really seriously underestimate the number of people that own property in South Walton that actually live in North Walton. Right, right. You know, and so that's one of the things you see notwithstanding some places, say, like Sandestin, where you have these, you know, huge, sure. huge buildings. But there is just a substantial number of people that own property, that own dual places, you know, the north and the south end. So I think it's probably a misconception to say people in the north end uh, maybe are not as concerned about what's going on. Yeah, right. Because they do. You know, my family owned a home down here on 38 for many, many years. I think I mentioned earlier, you know, lived in Seagrove mm-hmm. at one point. And, mm-hmm. and uh, things are, you know, there is a great interest across the board. It's just, uh, it just tends to be much more conservative on the north and end of the county. Sure, you know, that's sure. So what, um, <clears throat> the county is one of the largest in the state of Florida. How many officers do you have on, on your team? Well, let me, let me, before I answer, let me back up and kind of tell you something we were talking about off air briefly, because I think it is important. Um, you know, in 2000, maybe six or seven, mm-hmm. there was about 2.5 million visitors in to Walton County. Okay. Fast forward seven years, and uh, we're about a little over 3.5 million through 2014. Wow. So that's about a 70-some-odd, 78% increase in, in number of tourists in seven years, give or take 175000 a year, 200000 a year. Right. Uh, during that time, the sheriff's office 
has increased calls for service. The number of times people call us mm-hmm. from 70,000 to about 138,000. Holy uh, cow. So you can you know, do some, yeah. some math on that. It's pretty substantial. But we haven't added a staff member since 2005. So wow. it, it is a uh, – and, and listen, the economy was bad. There was things going on during sure. that time. And we, we had to certainly make tough choices there. But now things are turning around a little bit, and we, we need to start playing catch-up from our standpoint. So yeah. we run about 175, 170 sworn give or take and then there's you know obviously you need so many dispatchers you have so many people working at the jail things of that nature sure so about total employees are somewhere around the 380 390 mark okay and so one of the things that uh people need to remember because of the size of this mm-hmm. county is of course if you take an officer off of one thing uh or you assign them to seaside then there's not somebody oh, responding yeah. to an accident up sure. near i-10 or on sure. the bridge or whatever so i mean and the if distance. you haven't added any staff and you've accommodated a thousand i mean a million more visitors that's right. significant and, and by the way that doesn't count where we're going through this year and we're on pace to be one of the business years ever this year yeah um think of it like this it's basically a deputy every 100 square miles if mm-hmm. you want to look at I me mean, people don't think of it quite like that because one of the issue if you say that there's a couple of hundred deputies we'll use that for a second uh or 175 deputies Remember that we work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They yeah. have to be covered. So that's, it takes five people to cover a 2,080, 2,080 work hours in a year. Mm-hmm. It takes five people to cover that. Right. So if somebody has to get sick, training, babies, days off, time off, just trying to cover that can get be pretty substantial yeah. you know, from that standpoint. Well, and I think it's an important thing, especially if we've do- seen all that growth, not just in tourism numbers, but in terms of full-time residents. I mean, you know, obviously we have an increase in the number of parking and traffic issues, but if we have no more officers, you know, on on staff to kind of uh, address that, what what is a long-term strategy, you think? Well, actually, you mentioned something that I think is important, too. I didn't even discuss full-time residents. We've actually the third fastest growing county in the state of Florida. Right. So that's not even taken into tourism. Uh, you know, the long-term strategy is this. We've asked for an additional six officers to be assigned to South for funding for six deputies to work in South Walton this year. Mm-hmm. We're going to ask for six next year and the six after. That's 18 over three years. Okay. That would I would staff strictly down here to try and manage that. Now, that's assuming that we don't keep going up 200,000 people a year. Sure, sure. That, that's just to get us, as they say, plum, sort of say. But that's really the plan right now. Truthfully, the Board of County Commissioners has got to do something to address the infrastructure in the county it is yeah and, I and think are they, they are. the ones who would make the decision about those new officers no they they make a decision about fund about funding in and of itself florida mm-hmm. is a um, the office of sheriff is a constitutionally independent office okay they can't say how many deputies we do or don't have they simply say whether or not they're going to assist hey, with the funding right. i got you now florida has a unique mechanism where if there is a disagreement between the sheriff and the board of county commissioners mm-hmm. that i can appeal directly to the governor that they're not being properly funded but i will say that we've got a pretty good work relationship I, in meeting with the uh the folks, they understand, you know, we didn't ask for deputies last couple of years because we knew there was no money. Times were tough. Yeah. Now we're in a situation where property valuations are back up. We need to try and start trying to address some of these issues before we get too far behind. Right. So a high profile uh, like the sheriff of Walton County is right. obviously going to be subject to criticism. I mean, what of the criticism that you've heard, what do you think is fair criticism of, of the, 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 the role you guys have great, been doing? What a great question. Um, I think the, a really fair and legitimate criticism of me personally tends to be that I am a little too to the point sometimes Mm -hmm. and uh, I can be a little bit of a stickler for um, detail for lack of a better way Mm -hmm. of putting Mm -hmm. I'm very much into law and order I believe in the law and order I I also tend to think that I'm probably come across a little bit sometimes too passionate I think mm-hmm. that I think the same thing that makes me successful is can be detrimental from that regard mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I drive people that work for me pretty hard you yeah. know and, and yeah. if they were here they would tell you that you know that <laughs> I tend to be a little tough in those kind of things but from a community standpoint 
I think even my critics would say this, you know what I'm about. There, right. There's no misunderstanding about what I'm about or what, what I believe and what we're trying to do. So we, we try very diligently not to get into politics of other yeah, people's sure. races and things of that nature. And so I think, you know, again, I think largely even the people that, I, that have been critical of my administration, they, they, well, they may not like me, but they respect me. I don't know if that makes sure, any sense. Sure, no, you know, absolutely so. it does, and I think that's, that's a fair assessment. Yeah. What if you could communicate one thing to visitors coming here this summer? They're bringing their families down. It's almost Memorial Day weekend. Uh, what is the one thing you would really want to communicate to visitors? You know, it, it's, it's probably not going to be the area you think. The, the two things I would just say because it can have the most immediate impact to them. Actually, I'm going to give you three. One, obey the flag system. You know, listen, we get so many water rescues a year, and the South Walton Fire Department handles lifeguards. Yep. However, our beach patrol does as well, too. And I will tell you, I've had three deputies in the ICU for almost drowning trying to save people in the last yeah. three or four years. So it's extremely it, – people just cannot – don't understand. They've seen Pacific Blue or they've seen Baywatch, and the, the, the waves come rolling in. And, you know, I've driven a 1,000 miles. It looks great. I'm going to get in the water. And, and, you know, there's so much been tragedy and heartache that could have been avoided by following those flag systems. South Walton Fire District does a really good job of managing their lifeguards, but it's such a danger. So first, I would just really, really urge people to follow that flag system. Uh, if it's double red flag or red flag, don't get it, even if it's up to your knees. You know, we get people that they get swept off on their knees and they cannot believe it. Yeah. They're just stunned. Yeah. And then the, the other two things, just real quickly, one is traffic. Mm-hmm. Be patient. The water's going to be here when you get here. Right. You know, let's, let's, let's be... Just, just take a little extra time. That texting and driving, you yeah. know, it's just so many people are killed and injured with that. And then lastly, not nearly as important as those two life safety issues, but, but of importance is to please just lock your stuff up. Lock mm-hmm. your car doors. I think we had in one, one particular time last year during the, the first part of the spring season, we had 90 car burglaries. Every last one of them were unlocked. Yeah. So, you know, there's very little I can do about that when you leave your vehicle locked and you leave your iPad sitting there or your money sitting there and right. and go, oh, my gosh, I'm surprised. Well, you know, you got to take some personal responsibility in it as well, too. Well, and if you've got three and a half million, obviously there's going to be a certain percentage. Yeah, Even it, if it's a half of a percent that's a bad apple, listen, I, then that's all, still a lot of people. It, yeah, and, and that's exactly right. And think about it this way. You're talking about those 90 car burglaries. About three people did all those. Yeah. Because if, if you go around and you just walk in a, in a beach complex, for instance, mm-hmm. and when I go to every car, Yep. And I walk past 100 cars and 30 are unlocked. It takes a matter of minutes to be in and out of them. Yep. So, you know, you can get one or two people that can do that, and, and it'd be a safe, tremendously safe environment. And most of the time, they get to a lot when they just go into the next vehicle. So. Well, and, and for people who are listening who aren't from the area, locals, uh, the whole beach flag system is really driven into our minds over and over and over. But if you're just visiting once a year or once every few years, you might not even be aware of what it is. But if you go to swfd.org or to 38.com and look for the beach flag in the upper right uh, part of our page or on our mobile app, you'll see that there's a warning system that basically instructs you how uh, serious the riptide, uh, the the undertow is. Um, and, and really, it is important that you pay attention to this, especially if you've got young ones. But even as adults, you have to respect the red flag. Well, Just It's know, not worth it. And the sad thing is, and we were talking about it off air a little while ago, that you know about probably 10 years ago now, we had seven people drowned on one Sunday. Yep. Seven. And that's not even the people we pulled out of the water. That is that, that lost their life. And, you know, such a tragedy that could have been prevented. And uh, yeah. it, I think we owe it to those people that lose their life in that to try and learn something from it. You know, Absolutely. So. Absolutely. So if you could communicate something to locals this summer. So we've, we've kind of put the message out for visitors. If you could communicate something to locals uh, other than locking your car and uh, remembering that we have a lot of people coming into town, what would you 
Yeah, you know, it's it's probably uh, just this. Just be patient. Yeah. I mean, these folks, the tourists that come down here, let's be honest, they pay the bills here. They they help the fund the building. They, they keep the shops going. Great place like here at the Growler Garage. You know, we, we want these folks here. They are a vital part of our community. We want them to come and enjoy it. We, and, and the other thing is for them to remember that these people are building memories with their families that come here. Yep. And, and their memory should be a positive one of the courtesy and the uh, the sense of community of this area. I want somebody to come that comes here with their, you know, with their dad, mom and dad when they're 12 years old. I want them to come back when they're 30 and go, you know what? That was the best time of my life when I was in Walton County. Yeah. So for our local folks, I say, you know, let's, let's remember that. Let's do as much as we can to encourage it and make it a magical experience for the people who come visit us. Couldn't agree more. Well, Sheriff, thank you so much for My everything pleasure. that you, you do, us. you do, and your team, and 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 the extended team of the lifeguards and the fire department. I mean, it's just uh, I think everybody universally down here supports all the people who put their life uh, on the line every day, and we appreciate everything that you guys do. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate. It. Thank you for having me. All right, thank you. Appreciate. Dawn Patrol, presented by 38 Cottages and Concierge, with properties in Rosemary Beach, Seacrest, Seagrove, Seaside, and Watercolor. Unpack, relax, and forget where you're from, 38cottages.com. 30A Radio, brought to you by The Growler Garage, with 40 craft beers on tap, just steps away from the beach, located across from Ed Walleen Beach Access at the corner of 393 and 30A at Santa Rosa Beach. Grab a growler, growlergarage38.com.